0: Welcome to Faithful Film Fanatic. Today is part two of Coconut Daddy, where today, instead of us reviewing more Burt Reynolds films, it is just an interview and getting to know Coconut Daddy. There's more Burt Reynolds films out there? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> really? That's no, fine. I'm cool with that. I like my sunglasses over
0: there. You know, I was so used to seeing you with your sunglasses. Now you look kind of different.
1: I need to grab them over there. It's a long reach for my headphones. Uh,
0: No worries. I'll just wear the glasses.
1: I look smarter, at least.
0: And a lot older. Oh, thank you.
1: Appreciate that.
0: So. The men of uh, many talents, uh, what got you interested in wanting to start Coconut Daddy Productions?
1: Right. Well, we started a long way back, like I said, hit and miss. I started with uh, under Fantastic Recordings with my uh, recording studio. So we had uh, decided to do five YouTube channels. Uh, Toro Takanura was the one that was niche that uh, blew up. So that was the start of it. And we were looking for an introduction to J-pop career and K-pop career. And uh, with some young ladies, we had about 30 talented uh, young dancers. And, of course, you know, we had a year to try to make some money. Uh, we, couldn't, we went to Sony down in Nashville. They weren't interested. And everybody thought it was a risk. So, uh, you know, when our time was up, you know, I did what I could leaving. Then I went into news and so we did really well there. We were monetized. And then YouTube said no more, unless you're Fox CNN, you cannot give the news. We're not paying anybody to, to do the news. And so they said they took our monetization away and ended up back I told her, to her talking and I said, you know, we need to change things. Uh, a lot of the talent was getting older, so. We said, okay, let's get together and create something new. So we came up with Coconut Daddy Productions. Uh, the reason why we went to Coconut Daddy was one thing is we had a large female audience prior. And we wanted to uh, go out and reach the male audience. And uh, a lot of it, too, is to, um, like I said, my talent is older now. And so they wanted to focus on, uh, you know, more content, college age, I guess you say, more uh, content. Um and so that's reason really why Coconut Daddy production was born, and it is blowing up slowly, but it's getting there. <laughs> so, what
0: got you the of all the names out there? Why did you choose uh, Coconut
1: Daddy? Well, there was um, two things. Like I said, um, well, the, one of the talents I worked with was named Kiddo. So they had anime voice kiddo, and we thought, wouldn't it be cool to kind of play on that? Like I'd be dead, daddy, and they'd be kiddo. Uh, another thing, too, was there's a term called con daddy, you go to the cons, so it's kind of play on that. Um, like I said, the daddy was very masculine, and we felt it was more comfortable with male viewers. Mm -hmm. uh we felt that the we it just we felt like what we did prior we were basically um what do you want to say when you segregate yourself from male viewers i don't know how to say i felt like we were so anti-male that men were afraid to watch the channel and be associated with us uh adding this i have more male uh, compadres than I've ever had before that are more relatable to what we do. Uh, they're more supportive than prior to what we were doing, uh, in this way. And so, and like I said, it's been almost two years now. And so I, in that framework, we have met what we wanted to do, which is not separate, you know, not, not block the male viewers. Um, right. the problem is when you're dealing with a younger, like when I first started, I thought what we were doing was for more for kids and it, you get into a protection mode and it's a more strenuous than ever because you're meeting with parents and blah, 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 and all that kind of thing. And you want to make sure everybody's protected, their identity protected, their addresses are protected, everything's protected because although
0: I have to interrupt this episode to tell you something I've been dying to share with you. Have you heard of the company Habits 365? You haven't? (laughs) Do you live in the cave? (laughs) I support Habits 365 because you get great quality clothes, and by you giving money to them, you're helping spread positivity every day of every year. What's better than that? I'll tell you what's better than that. If you buy something from them and you... By clicking the link below, going to the website, use promo code FAITHFULFILMFANATIC in all caps, and I'll save you some money too. So really, it's a win-win. What are you waiting for? Let's get back to the episode.
1: Watch the channel and be associated with us. Uh, adding this, I have more male uh, compadres than I've ever had before that are more relatable to what we do uh they're more supportive than prior to what we were doing uh, in this way and so and like i said it's been almost two years now and so i in that framework we have met what we wanted to do which is not secret you know not not block the male viewers um right. the problem is when you're dealing with a younger like when i first started i thought what we were doing was for more for kids and it you get into a protection mode, and it's more strenuous than you ever because you're meeting with parents and blah, 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 and that kind of thing, and you want to make sure everybody's protected, their is protected, their addresses is protected, everything's protected. Because although your, your target audience are children, at the time, you still got those, and at the time, YouTube allowed everybody goes on even a kid's channel. So we got to sit there and decide, okay. and what ended up happening is you were hurting a lot of people that were potential fans because you don't know the difference. So if there was and then we had done some research, we found out that more men watch YouTube than women do. So when we're sitting there segregating ourselves from male viewers, we were hurting ourselves on YouTube so adding daddy in there and adding like i said when i told the dancers i said back when we were doing the other channel i said now here's how you come up with your name what's your favorite anime character well i like uh cl okay what's your favorite dessert um strawberry cake well your name would probably be cl strawberry cake okay so that would be for the female dancer so when I came to do this was my favorite well my favorite thing is coconut, I like coconut cream pie, I like coconut cake. I like coconuts. and then the daddy it. yeah and the daddy thing came from working with Kiddo all those years and I think that's and I thought and it did and it really had a better uh, response than I thought it was. Now people around me were like not in favor because of all the uh, other, but they've got kind of a dirty mind. Uh, my mindset is not like that i i I think uh especially the men see it as like well it's a masculine purse you know it's a masculine per se name and i'm a masculine person i feel more comfortable around coconut daddy than i did the prior um relationship that we had and like i said it's 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 really working i'm like like i said we we split off into another channel to try to get the movie reviews over there and getting everything organized it's gonna take a while because it's a hot garbage (laughs) hot mess that we're working on but yeah that's kind of where the name was born was what do I like I like coconuts and uh daddy you know verifies that my pronouns are he him it. (laughs) (laughs) okay
0: and um do you think like I like the um motto you have for your channel uh who's your daddy at the end but do you think having that is going to like make more people have those dirty thoughts or you just or not really
1: well with that the, the who's your daddy uh, was because like said we had our old channel was kawaii it was this you know and that, that's basic basically i'd like to think of us like a puppet show for adults like, if you had a puppet show or, like, Bozo the Clown, they'd always say, you know, I'm Bozo, and then you'd have a little chant back. And I, I, I think of us like a kid's show for adults. Like, uh, you know, I want that the kind of feeling.
0: adult version yeah. of the Muppet almost.
1: Exactly. Like, when you come, uh, I call it cereal eating uh, content. Like, uh, the Mystery Science <laughs> Theater was the last show that I'd get a bowl of cereal and watch on Saturday mornings. And I was 19, 20 years old and but that's that feeling of getting up at six o'clock in the morning with a bowl of cereal when you're a kid is like the greatest thing because you spend five days in school and you're under things but getting up in the morning and slapping that bowl down pulling out that cereal and eating that cereal uh while you're watching uh casper the friendly ghost or super friends or amazing spider-man that's the kind of feeling i want kind of people to watch right. when they watch our channels okay
0: uh do you feel like as you focused on male viewers that your channel has grown a lot more
1: yes yes yes. um and that's the reason why we're dividing everything up um it is is going up big time it's like i said um you feel more open with your male viewers than before um, there's just not, there wasn't enough openness. And uh, especially when you're, our, our emails were from young girls. And um, it just, like I said, luckily, I have young people to take care of that. But right. being my face out there, it doesn't help your situation out because, uh, you know, of course, I'm obviously there to per- be a protector, and I don't think that's a role that I was called to do, uh, and I think when you get older, like, I said, co- here's the thing, like, when you're doing stuff for kids, it's easy to entertain them, like, you can take a nickel out of the ear, oh, that's so cool, but when you get college student, you're more cynical, so you, you get a little bit more freedom of cynicism, And that's what I think the biggest thing is you can be yourself. You don't have to be another person when you're uh, dealing with uh, adults. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you're dealing with kids, you kind of got to be Bozo the clown and put on the makeup, right? right? You don't have to be that when you're dealing with adults. You can take the makeup off and you can just go in there and just be cynical about everything. And whether movies or cartoons or music. You just be yourself. It's like having your friends over and you're all drinking and watching a movie and y'all making jokes. It's that kind of feeling.
0: All right. Um, what got you into music? What started you loving having a passion for music?
1: Yeah, that started. uh, And again, like I said, I hate your generation because you guys got YouTube. If I was 12 and 13 when I started and had YouTube, oh, my gosh, I'm telling what my career would have been. Of course, I was bad. And as you get older, you get better at what you do. But my passion for music was I think when you're a teenager, you always feel like you're the outcast. And music was is always been that solace for a teen, especially a teenage boy or a teenage girl because your worst thing about me is you know raising in a small town you don't fit in with the small town people but you don't fit in with the establishment either so your music was a thing you could fall back onto and i think that's the problem with uh having youtube and all the social media is you don't have that solace anymore like everybody can just go to their friends and rant and they feel good about themselves back in those days you know you put on the headphones and you uh, dreamed about playing electric guitar or you dreamed about playing drums. And it, it, so the next step was going out and buying a guitar or, or buying a, you know, a microphone and start recording. And then when recording equipment came cheaper, everybody in my block had a recording studio in their home. So it was just normal. And a lot of it is because of uh, not being able to be socialized with um I don't want to call them normals, norm people, but you were different. So everybody had their little four track or eight track studios and you'd go in there and record um, what you want to. And that's what created. And then like I said, now you get a real job. Then you're able to afford your own little studio and you start producing your music at home. And you talk to record companies and they start putting you on an indie album or whatever. Um, it's, It's a great feeling, and it does satisfy a lot of loneliness, and uh, I like it. And um, um, the only problem is now it's everything's so easy to do, so it you can come into that rut, and that's the only that's the issue that I'm dealing with right now, getting out of that rut.
0: Uh, you were talking earlier about J-pop and K-pop. What uh, got you interested in those kinds of unique way- ways of music? Interesting right. ways of music.
1: Well, after I received my engineer, recording engineer degree, um, you know, I was looking for something to ride upon, and, um, and I remember, you know, like I said, I sat up at flea market, and I had the second. Uh, winner of the Grand Ole Opry in our area. Um, and I just watched them be dragged into the studio, and it was so depressing. And so at the time, the K pop was becoming on the rise, 21 was becoming the big group. Uh, this is right before BTS was coming out. So I got introduced to 21 and I was looking for something to record. And uh, one of my first people I got to work with was, uh, I saw Yukapon and, and, uh, but that relationship would spire like a year later. Um, but it was the, there was more excitement there. Like instead of girls being dragged in the studio, girls were running to the studio and the excitement was just addictive. It just, it's crazy. Um, like they um, like you said you, you look at the BTS fans they're amazing um, but like I said I'm not big into the music now as I was I'm back to a roots you know what my roots are but that's business you know I knew I didn't want to go the country music route I didn't like country music so it was like well J-pop where you got girls running into the studio kicking the door down or in K-pop or country music where the moms and dads are dragging them in the studio and hoping 10 years they're going to get a contract with Nashville. So it was an easy choice for me. A lot of people said I shouldn't do it. It was too big of a risk. But I said, you know, life is about risk. I mean, what have I got to lose? Because um, exactly. my other option was going to Iraq and <laughs> riding in a convoys again, getting shot at. So I thought, eh, let me take a break from getting shot at. <laughs> so i did and i'm glad i did i mean i'm sorry that it didn't work out and but life is a gamble it's a risk and but i'm going to tell you i had the most fun i ever had in my life trying to get it going here in america um but uh you know if someone said well don't you wish you would have worked for those country music stars You don't realize what I went through. I remember picking a girl up in Mayfield, which is like 30, 45 minutes where we're at. And the girl was like, oh, I'm sick. I don't feel like we're trying to get help and all this kind of thing. They just didn't have the passion and will to do it. Whereas like you open the studio doors to these young girls that were in J-pop or K-pop. They were like, "Um, I'm there. Let me be there. And they're like wanting to do it. I'm like, Yooka was a special talent. She was uh, underrated, should have been in a contract before Becky was, Becky Kroll, which was the big signed contract at the time with the Kroll Angels and everything like that, Yukapon was far more talented. I have nothing but respect for if she's watch- If she watches this, I hope you know I love you and I still respect you still today. And I wish everything worked out fine. But when you go to Sony Warner in Nashville and the best talent that I thought in the business, they have no interest in you, then what can you do? You know, it's like someone said to me, so, well, what if you um, try to sell country music to people who don't want country music? You would back off. Well, you're just going to have back off. You're going to realize people in America are not going to accept this. And then another issue, too, is Yukapon wanted to go to Japan. I wanted to take Yukapon to America because I love America and I want to stay in America. I just got back from overseas. I didn't want to go to Japan. I didn't want to deal with their culture and the Akabera culture. I have a little bit more respect for the other cultures. The Akabera culture, I don't have respect for because I disagree with their philosophy. And I wanted something to go to cons with. And Yukapon was the probably the most perfect um, talent out there that could have been sold more to cons. But her desire was to go to Japan. My desire was to stay in America. And so with that you know split you nothing go with it and then with the sony warner not even wanting to go into contract because they didn't want to deal with it because even sony who's a japanese company doesn't kind of was like they did not want to share their music culture with america i get this straight during this time nowadays they're going to hashtags and they're trying to open up the territory in america america doesn't want anything to do with it british doesn't want anything to deal with it they've broken their ties off with it Korean pop is probably the way to go. If you want to make money today and bring a culture of music to America, Korean pop would be the way to go because of BTS. But that's what happens. And then, like I said, with any gamble, there's a chance of you losing. <laughs> and I
0: lost. Right.
1: <laughs> that's life. And, but you Plus. know what? Dude, I don't regret at all. I've, I got some of my best friends from there. Some of my best friends on it. I'll, I'll ride till I die with
0: them. <laughs> I've never been to a Comic-Con before. It's yeah. something I've always wanted to do, but I've never been. What, what are they like? What do you like so much about them?
1: Well, and again, there's... Now I'll I'll say right now with conventions they're love and hate. Um, I'm more of a horror and fan. So if you said if you said okay like I said there was a horror convention, comic convention, or a anime convention, you said which one you want to go? I'm said let's get in the van and go to the horror convention. <laughs> I'd rather spend time with Doug Bradley and all those guys. You know the 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 original Jason. All those, I would have a blast. Sid Hagg bless his heart and we miss you and all those guys are uh you know uh in a heartbeat so when you're dealing and then afterwards you're able to sit back and have hot wings with michael barrymore from uh you know uh try to think of the goonies um (laughs) and people like that um, no, I'm sorry. Michael Barrymore was from Weird Science. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. Is he's, he's dead? But Michael Barrymore from Weird Science or something. I love is. John Hughes. I
0: love yeah. John Hughes.
1: But uh, yeah, those th- those those places are really fun horror conventions. There's four uh, science fiction fiction conventions. and other anime conventions is uh, like I said. My plan is to try to exit out there slowly and have my own people go out there. Um, you know, and try to figure out what we want to do with anime conventions. But basically it's a place I feel with conventions, like as you get into the year, what you're doing, you're going to probably have to go out there and promote yourself. And uh, it's a great place to promote yourself. That's what I'll say about it. So it's not that I love doing them. It's ever free advertisement. That's what I'll say about it. Is um, like if uh, you wanted to promote, you know, Faithful Film Feminatic, yeah, get you a little table out there, hang out, cut business cards. Uh, at horror conventions, it costs maybe 25, 50 bucks. Um, the most S i seen at a table was like 700 bucks at anime convention. And that's very rare. That would be a 3,000 to 10,000 convention, people convention. But I love the 150, 200, 300, 600 people conventions better because you get closer with them and you get to hang out with the celebrities a little bit. So it's a lot of fun uh, with that. Fun and free (laughs) advertisement Think of it like that.
0: (laughs) So you would recommend anybody who has a podcast or doing anything to try to get, involved in local conventions as much as possible
1: oh definitely because uh like i said here's the whole thing the reason why 90 i think people are don't go to people's channels is they're scared and of you and that's okay because they don't know you but once you go to a convention and you shake a person's hand or you get an interview with an actor of a movie or something posted on your channel people go to that act and i got an interview with uh uh, one of the puppeteers of of the Hutt on my uh, channel and once you do something like that you're just you're just complimenting yourself uh, right I'm more about the regular people and then that's another thing too is like you, you go that let me take a video of you and they're like sure okay say now here's my channel and you want to see yourself oh yeah I want to see myself now 10 years ago it was a novelty like when I first started doing it I was the only one doing video. Everybody else was doing photography. I try to stay away from photography as long as possible. <laughs> but um, the videography, I was only really the only one that was doing videography on conventions. And, uh, you know, I had cards then. Now I've got cards. I have to have cards now. Um but yeah, I mean, they love the little interviews and seeing themselves on the videos when she edited them and all that kind of thing. So you feel like it's special, and that's all I think podcasters too go out there, uh, go to a horror convention, get an interview with uh, young Jason. You know, he's at all the horror conventions. You know, hey, um, you know, what was it like working on the Jason films? Well, I was only ten minutes of the film, but let me tell you. What. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah. about the makeup that uh, you know Savini put on me, you know, and uh, so yeah, yeah, go go because that's it's it's good way. And the thing is too, you sometimes when you go to a convention, you're at the line where you want to give up on your art, like you just don't care anymore, and it's like you're sitting there, you're in an elevator, and you're going, "Why am I here? Why am I doing this?" And God says, "I know what you're feeling." I know that you just want to give up and all this kind of thing you walk out the door it's some voice animator guy who's like got a million fans and you didn't even know the guy and you look at him he said well if he can do it i can do it and uh, that's that's some of the things you that's kind of kind of encouragement you get with it and and also too you got going by your demographic you know pitch pick which con has the best demographic comic cons is going to be your Avengers. People like that. Science fiction is going to be your Star Trek, Star Wars people. Horror convention is going to be your John Carpenter and all them top people. And then you got the anime conventions are for young people. That's all I can say about that. (laughs) I and if you have a younger demographic, like I said, we had a younger demographic when we started out. So what when we went to anime conventions, it was a good idea. Uh, With movie reviews, I think horror conventions and science fiction conventions are more what we need to stay with. And like I said, we're doing a separate channel for you cosplay people, so don't think we're going to be leaving it because I just made a deal with eBay. We'll talk about that, but we'll see how that goes.
0: What uh, got you so interested in loving about horror?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, it, <laughs> I think a lot of it Well, I, I think uh, it is one of them things where you're, you feel singled out and Horror writers are that way. Horror writers are nerds. I mean, they're bullied and they write their bullies in their uh, horrors. And uh, you relate to that. And I, one thing I love right. about horror films, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the major ones a lot of times, was uh, the ones where you go get the movie and you're thinking it's something else and it turns out to be a really good story. Those ones I love and that surprised you like uh, and when i get a guy who criticizes horror films i was like yeah because you don't watch the genre you watch right. the horror film genre there's a diamond in the rough and when you find that diamond in the rough you get so excited uh, a good one is the audition a jay J horror film the the thing john carpenter's thing uh those films are special you know it's like you get into just i'm not talking about straight halloween or whatever Halloween, of course, is a slasher genre. But then you'll get those films that were pitched like Halloween, but end up being better films than Halloween. You know, and uh, I think a lot of it too is I've got time to watch them. That's another issue too that people want to. People who are married, who of course I understand they don't watch horror films. Why? Because they got kids running around and they don't want to see the stabbings and the violence. And I respect that. Um, but when you're single and. You, i think there's so much creativity and number two reason is is everybody does horror films there are filmmaking because you can't really lose money it'll be flatlined, or it'll go up you can always make you can always get your money back or you can make more than what you put into it um so there's a lot of people out there who it's like with uh, sam Raimi decided to do horror because that was in one that they knew they could profit with uh, if they got in a comedy they didn't think they had the budget to get a major romantic comedy or regular comedy film and bring the money back but they knew horror films would be a staple uh, that would always bring back a revenue and then you know and they could find distribution all over the world and with a horror film it's kind of one of those things like Mr. Bean it's universal mm-hmm.
0: So that that actually explains why so many directors do have horror in their profile, because it's guaranteed.
1: Yeah. And it's 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 like I said, it's one genre that never really goes out of style. I mean, it'll have its uh, peaks like uh, I mean, like when we're right now, romantic comedies are dead pretty much. So you can't. Put him, but at one time you could write a romantic comedy and it just would explode like uh you know when the pretty woman phase came out oh my goodness people were just like bah, 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 let's, how much romantic comedies we can do blah. blah, blah let's have julie roberts blah, blah, blah. and and then then it peaked uh spoof movies same way it was big at one time and then it kind of peaked low horror films they've always they got faithful fans Um, I think science fiction fans are the same way uh, in some ways.
0: And then what got you into anime and cosplay? I feel like anime and cosplay go together really well. What got you interested in that stuff?
1: Well, like you said, it came with the J-pop thing. All the J-pop artists were uh, doing anime characters. And that's what's so different. I'm doing American music. I mean, here's the thing. Like I said, if I if I went to country, let's say if I did my life over and I went to country music route, you know, you're basically. I mean, if you're thinking about country music artists are wearing a cosplay, you know, uh, you're not gonna see Vince Gill wearing his cowboy hat and big buckle out to the uh, Starbucks. But it's the same thing with the Japanese pop is they're out there. But the thing was is they're allowed to. Do a character that they didn't create and sing a song to it, which is kind of strange. Uh, one of the big pop, J-pop songs uh, was based from a anime, uh, and that is another reason. It's kind of a marriage, so it went along with it. So it, like I said, the videography is where I want to stay. I didn't want to get into the Photography, I felt like there was just too many liabilities there at first, and I'm glad I stayed away from it for a long, long time, but uh, now that my artists are old enough, we can explore that a little bit more, and I feel like that's another issue too is, um, like, I don't really have passion that much for I would say cosplay as say the cosplayer but I do have a visual image of the way I want things like I said I have probably two when it comes to photography I have two probably um styles either it's going to be cute or it's going to be scary and right. I really, my real goal would be wanting to do more scary stuff because I'm more of a horror fan. Trying to find that model who's willing to dip themselves in fake blood and wear hideous makeup is hard find. But I can always find that model who wants to wear a cute fluffy dress and be in a cute white background drop that's fluffy. So, um, like I said, it almost came to the end this year, but with eBay's deal that we've got coming up, um, it, it seems like we're going to be staying with cosplay, but it's going to be less responsibility on me, which is what I always wanted in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, if you said, Sean, let's go make some music in the studio and, and do some Beach Boys tunes or go shoot cosplay, I will I will pick Playing some Beach Boys tunes before I go, <laughs> but okay. you know it, it's just like anything. Um, I think the people I'm more in love with the models themselves more of the time than I am with the uh, the actual Pete. art itself. Because, like I said, right. if they want to do like sportswear, hey, I'm all about it. Let's go do some sportswear. Or if they want to do streetwear, EDM, I love the EDM style. I love those styles because I love EDM music, right? So. Yeah, I'm up for anything. Uh, but like I said, uh, it's just I feel like cosplay is kind of like one of those waves on a roller coaster that you can ride up. <laughs> Without any problem, especially in having 19 years of age, you've got more freedom. You don't. And it's what you got to do. You're adults, you know, come up with something creative. I got a great makeup artist, a great lighting guy now. So, you know, don't, you know, and then probably a good photographer coming. So don't, you know, bite the hand that feeds you. I mean, if that takes right. us to another income level, then. Oh, oh, no, I got more money coming in, and it's from cosplay. I guess I'll go buy another car. Whatever you know, you gotta do what you gotta do.
0: You seem to really like doing the little kid voice. <laughs> Let's
1: go! Hi, hi, hi! That's
0: funny. Um, so with going back to the conventions I and mean, Comic Con. You were talking about uh, celebrities, so I was just kind of curious. What kind of uh, celebrities have you gotten to talk with, or meet, or hang oh out with? God. I wonder if it's anybody I know of.
1: <laughs> the, 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 the best one, and I can't forget his name. I haven't forgotten. It's probably the puppeteer from Jabba the Hutt. That's probably my favorite. Um, you can look it up on the internet. I cannot think of his name. I've got his car, Phil Tippin. I think. Phil and look him up. Uh, he's he's probably my favorite. And and like you said, we were at we were at a science fiction convention. He was. I told him to his face. And I said, if we had a like a vote vote of uh, who was the coolest person out there, you would be it because he was. He was. He's just a great guy. Um, I've got his card back here. and I have to look his name up, but uh a man a director local directors and my name's slipping me i i can't sit there and i'm not gonna sit there i met john carpenter no i've not met john carpenter i have not met uh sid hag um probably one do you know the guy from highlander the guy who did the highlander tv show i cannot think of his name
0: i'm not sure i've heard the show okay, but Duncan. i haven't watched it I'm sure I, I'd recognize the acid. These are my else.
1: name. I need to just go ahead and look him up. I'll tell you a little story <laughs> about him. Um, because I met him at a con. And let me just go ahead and pull this up. I like it. Um, and I hate saying this because um, BJ, meaning BJ from BJ and the Bear, was one of my favorites too. And I cannot think it was Evans, um, meaning him, I got pictures of him from Instagram, but probably. I gotta tell you a story about his name up because I want people, they, the audience will know who I'm talking about. It's a shame all these names. You might be able to
0: screen share it yeah,
1: if I you know. want to show it to the audience. Sure, why don't I do that? Let's see, let's see. I, gotta, I gotta tell you this story about him. I need to remember his name. Um, Adrian Paul, that's his name. Adrian, Adrian Paul.
0: See
1: yeah. You see him on their screen? face?
0: I'm behind a blank screen. That's okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, um, imagine uh, well, you. My, okay well, um adrian paul adrian paul okay. anyways um let me tell you a story. so we go to this con at this local college and that's another thing too the ones that kill you is not like the cosplayers themselves it's the the photographers that follow you around at cons which are really cool but mm-hmm. we go to this con that's local college and area And Adrian Paul is one of the guests, and uh, he had a signing at a certain time at his table. Now, this is a really small con, and so I went in line to go see him, and he's not there. I'm like, (laughs) okay, well, that's not good. So I'm really disappointed. I thought, well, crappy con, what I expect. So I go back into the vendor's room. And I'm talking to like a Power Ranger, like a, I think she was the Yellow Ranger or something, one of the Yellow Rangers or something. And she we're just sitting talking. A really attractive young lady. And uh, there's this guy with this phone, and he's interviewing people, and you can hear the voice. And it's like, I oh, look, it's Adrian Paul, and there's his agent saying. It, he says, and he goes, Oh, he likes to film people, so he's just filming y'all <laughs> and everything. And I'm sitting there looking at. Him. He does this documentary thing. I have to say, as if I went back in time, you know, when they were picking out James Bond, Adrian Paul would have been on my list right in between, say, like, when, uh, you know, fortunately, Pierce, fortunately, Pierce Bronson became James Bond. But Adrian Paul would have been my list because he's got this such Sean Connery type look about him. And but it was so unique with him doing that but that's the kind of thing you expect especially i like about the smaller cons is you can do have that interaction and i respect most of my artists and i felt like with him doing that i felt like if i interrupted him what he was doing and doing an interview or something i felt like i would have been rude you know what i'm saying but right it was really unique that's what the kind of guy he was but <laughs> yeah that's the kind of thing you get to do at cons. You you don't get to do that. <laughs> the real world. Well, you're not at Sitco Station and Adrian Paul has got a phone filming you. <laughs> <laughs> so Adrian, if you look on your phone, I'm probably there on your phone so with the I, I I want to say yellow or pink Rangers, one of the Rangers. It was a female. <laughs> I remember That's- her. I think her name was Jamie. I want to say the. The Ranger thing. Of course you'll see Ooh. a Ranger every con. Like there'll be at least one Ranger, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching those shows as a kid. That was great.
1: Those mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
0: <laughs> um, what is it like working with dancers and models?
1: Well, um, it, it has its ups and downs. Um it's uh I think the biggest thing that you're dealing with is the PC culture. Um, that's your biggest, um, what you would say, um, wall. Um, there are models that are easily offended and there are models who are not easily offended and it can hurt you. That's the reason why you, it's, it, the photography business is not something that I would say, Oh, please go into it. It's wonderful. It's great. And everything. Cause it's not, it's, because now everybody has the technology, like you can take your phone if you're a model right now, take pictures of yourself with a selfie, and make money by yourself, so photographers are getting cut out of the situation right. um and I understand that that's just part of technology and capitalism, and that's life you know you're gonna have to adapt, and that's the reason why, like I said, I would not make it your major income. I had a photographer friend who's out of business because of the technology. Um, It's
0: kind of sad when you think about that It
1: is, but like you said, it's part of life you've got to adapt. That's the reason why, like you said, you know, I I didn't want to do a podcast. I've got a podcast because we voted on it and it was something and I'm glad I did eventually. Hopefully, one of these days, income will come from it. But you have to adapt. And so here's the situation you run into as a photographer is you're going to have to convince them that your equipment is good enough for them. The downside of it is the emotional part of it. Uh, you do, like you said, I've had models that say, Well, it's about the business. You give me money, I'll model for you. And you think that's going to be wonderful, but the business relationships that are ended are just as emotional as the non-business emotional like let's say you doing it as a hobby and you and your friend goes out there and said let's just make some great shots let's do this as well now they go off and go to college or they get a bigger contract or whatever you don't see them whenever it hurts it really does But then the business side, I thought, well, if I just paperwork you, I pay you for this and do this, I thought that'd be easy. But again, when that contract ends and breaks, it's just as emotional. I think of it like coaching, like uh, sports is the best way because it is kind of like a sport. You're trying to get the best talent for each shot. You know, and then you work with the the companies that provide you the clothing. If you're, let's say, you're you're an influencer, you're going to get free clothing out of it. Now, one way you can make money is you take that clothing and sell it. And eBay is probably eBay, who's also a partner with Coconut Daily Productions, is a great way (laughs) to make some extra money off of you know old cosplay. You can move cosplays faster through eBay than probably facebook marketing or amazon whatever i mean it moves uh cosplayers just love ebay and they love the ability and what i'm trying to say is that's through an influencer because influencers get free clothing but there's no sense in not profiting off of it and then there's also you got um reviews you can do reviews of the cosplays as well but anyways you got to find that right talent and then there's the chemistry issue. Here's, here's, here, and I'm I'm going to say this because there's a lot of emotions involved in this, And unfortunately, my models have seen me angry <laughs> regarding the situations. And I love y'all to death. And there's, I have some great, I've got some great talent. I've got a manager by the name of Lucas. Everybody knows Lucas. Lucas is my manager, my model manager. Sierra is a model. I've got great Emily's a great makeup person. Alexander's a great lighting person. So I've got some great talent there. And I'm uh, Anna. I love you. I can't wait to be photographed with me. And Anna, who's a wonderful photographer. So all these people that are involved in the process, you know, those people I mentioned, I've got chemistry with, meaning right. that we can get together and do something on a whim. The problem is, is when you have a great model has great following that you have no chemistry with, and you cannot create anything good. My goal is to have someone that hates me so much, but that we create great kit, you know, great art, you know, that gets a lot of views. Um, I can name one model right now, and I wish that we could have had a longer relationship. And a lot of it's about patience, like you got, let's say you got a $10,000 budget, all right? And you spent this amount of money on this model, this amount of money on this model. You spent for uh, your background setting, which costs money to rent that. Then you're going to have to have a pay the lighting personnel. You're going to pay the model personnel and your budget's gone, right? And then you have this great model that you really want to work with, but she's not in the budget. And you say, next time. And then he gets next time. And then it gets to be never. And then you're kicking yourself. Man, why didn't we ever get it? Well, and that's something you have to accept. Um, I think the number one thing is try to keep like family members out of it. I tried to get my family members involved. Don't ever do that. because um, Because you're just going to cause friction. Uh, and heat uh, the worst thing is is you've got models who are experienced they're going to make more money than the models who are not experienced you got a model who's in t- there doing work for 10 years they're paid to be four hundred dollars for two to four hours of work right well the person who's making hundred dollars per two four hours work is like why am i getting paid less well you're getting paid less because you get maybe a thousand views on instagram and she gets ten thousand views on instagram and you try to explain that and i'm like well that's not right well there's the door <laughs>
0: <laughs> right
1: nothing personal but i can get a hundred view instagram for fifty dollars so you know it's up to you what you want to do and life isn't fair now like i said the that's reason why i put true. lucas's uh, um as a manager is so i can pay lucas more and lucas has a lot more responsibility than anybody else in the whole outfit, and uh, I love telling them when they say, "Well, I've got a lot of responsibility." I said, "I'm glad you know that, and that's the reason why you make the money you make. Because if you didn't have that responsibility, you're back making the income that you started out with, and so you get into that. So there's more emotional things that are involved in photography, but that's not the hard part. That is probably the easiest part the hardest part i think is when they treat you no matter how much work you put into it getting the settings getting the lighting getting the makeup getting all that stuff involved the worst part of it is when they treat you like you're just a fan and you set this all up yourself that makes you a little your blood boil a little bit more because you, the set the thing that makes you mad when you see comments like well y'all are so beautiful blah 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 but the setting the makeup the lighting all that was me and i put it together and the credit is never there Uh, There's a question about people conning me out of the credit. I had a model contact me, wanted me to take photos off that I make money off of. After they were using my photos of her to put on her own t-shirt, I thought, fair, that's fair. Go ahead, do it. I'm not going to sue you for it. But if you look at the copyright laws, do you know who, between a model and photographer, who wins in the copyright laws?
0: A photographer,
1: exactly, and you know what? I have never used it on a model, but I have the right to do it. So it—that's the reason why there's not a lot of people going. Ooh, I want to be a cosplay photographer model, and <laughs> you—you're becoming very easily replaced, and it's very, like I said, it, it, unless you are fighting for creativity unless you're really fighting for creativity, don't get involved in it. That's my thing. Like you've got this vision in your head and you want to create that vision. Avoid it like a plague because <laughs> you're just, it's just going to be a headache upon a headache and upon a headache because you get emotionally drained. Um, you know. And like I said, I'm an older person and these models are younger people. There's no way... When I was their age, I'd talk to an older person the way these models talk to me. There's no way. And I could show you some of their things that they've said to me. And people's like, if you said the same thing, you would be considered a bully. That's not fair at all. <laughs> but that's life, you know, life isn't fair. And uh, but you have to realize Like Sierra says, it just wasn't meant to be. And that's a lot of things to be upset. And if people want to talk about things financially, that's my biggest issue. I want a model to talk to me financially and negotiate pay, but they won't do it. It's more about negotiating about treatment. And that's that's another thing, too, that makes me mad is like you're dealing with people. They're not money motivated because they know they can make the money somewhere else. You know, but that's the way coaching is. That's the way coaches deal with the same thing in sporting events. Um, so, I mean, that's what I see about it. And But with the eBay deal that we're going, I'm a little bit more excited about where we're going because it puts some restraints and it. it gives us like some motivation for to making some more money, which is what I'd like to have instead of worrying about the other stuff. And then if I do put a photographer in charge, only thing I gotta deal with is probably editing and posting, and which is I'm fine with. I love to edit. I love taking backgrounds and just like,
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> if I just was, like I, your background. <laughs> uh, um, for people who aren't that ed- well educated, how would you define the PC culture?
1: Well. When I mean PC is, it's um, let me see if I can get this. Can you see some of my stuff? Can you see some of my stuff on the screen there? Blank screen
0: again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All, All right.
1: right. Let, me try, let me try again. Yeah.
0: Um, All right. So we got two people who are um, in cosplays.
1: Yeah. So that's how my work that we do. And it's like um, when you're uh, what was the question again? As we look at Abby and Sarah, uh, what was it? PC
0: is is about PC culture.
1: Yeah, PC culture. Um, I like. <laughs> I remember I had a criticism about me being unprofessional, and uh, that was a criticism someone gave me. And then they thought it was a criticism. I thought it was a compliment. You know, um. <laughs> If you come to work for Coconut Daddy Productions and you're expecting a professional, uh, what would you say, um, outfit or whatever, then don't come work for us. It's like if you, I'm gonna pay you. I mean, if I tell you I'm gonna put in an email, I'm gonna pay you 150, whatever. At the end of the day, do blah blah blah. I'm gonna drop it you in your PayPal account. I'll pay but if you think you're going to come on the set and there's going to be this guy who's we're going to do this this and this and this is how we're going to set it up and then afterwards we'll go no it's not going to be that way you're going to laugh you're going to eat some old charlies or eat some uh, uh snacks from applebee's or whatever and you're going to have a good time and that's what i i want people to know Uh, And when, when it comes to that, a lot of people just don't fit into that work environment. So that's what I figure with PC culture is. And I guess you have to be, and I'm probably the easiest going person there is. So when people get offended by me, it really drives me crazy. I probably had two people offended. First of all, PC culture is nothing new. We've had it in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, you know, I make jokes all the time. But sometimes I can go too far, and I understand that. Um, I have not apologized for my jokes because they're jokes. If I felt like I was seriously hurting someone out of meanness and spite, then I will apologize. I've got no problem with it. And that's usually out of anger. If I'm upset with you out of anger, then that's wrong, and I should apologize. But if I'm just joking with you, I'm just ribbing you and I'm just trying to uh, get you loosen up a little bit that you don't have to be so tight on a shoot or on a podcast. You know, I'm not going to apologize because, hey, I just, you know, and sometimes I will test people too far. <laughs> and I love that it. That's, but, you know, that's, that's the, what kind of guy I am. So uh, when I say PC culture, I'm talking about people who don't have a sense of humor, that aren't willing to have a sense of humor. I understand um, that's the reason why it was so easy to work with kids. You work with kids. And like I said, I may go back into kids content one of these days. Um, you know, I would want someone who can like, I would like to have what you call a, um, I can't think of someone who would, uh, like, a, you know, like in AAA, you have a, someone you can call when you're going through some problems. Um, right. I'd like to have somebody like a that. hotline. Yeah, well, more or less uh, the watcher. I want a watcher over me if I ever got back into it. But like I said, with kids, they're so easy to make them laugh. You can do something stupid. Now, you get older, your jokes have to mature. uh, But the problem is you're going to tick half of that crowd off. And it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, you can get in there. It's like uh, there's a guy I'm associated with in St. Louis. He's on improv. He's got his own podcast. plan to be on his podcast he's invited me out there in st louis he's not pc he's a young guy but his jokes can be considered edgy like david Chappelle. but that's the way he is and um and i like i'm a big supporter of free speech and that's one thing reason why we went to coconut daddy is that we wanted to have a free speech outcome you know and um But no, when you get in the modeling thing, there are models out there that they're realist, like they're uh, they they're grounded in reality. They know that this is a job. This pays my bill, blah, 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 blah. And then there are these models, and I'm not trying to insult them, who think they're artists like they're doing something like their modeling is going to change the world or something. And I'm sorry, there is a what I would call a service because here's the whole thing like i can name several outfits companies that do not have models for their outfits that's an opportunity for me you got the outfits i got the model let's get together and make some money i that's way i look at it. now you got a service going guess what happens with their sales when that model gets in that dress their sales go to the roof and they pay me money for it. That's a good thing. But I'm sorry, just you putting on that dress is not going to feed a starving child. No one gives a care, right? And they don't care about the environment. When a person goes to that website, all they care about is what that dress is going to look like. And these, some of these people's like, they got this feeling like, oh my goodness, you're having fun while you're doing that. How dare you? <laughs> like, because I'm not, I don't want you to go on the set and be bored to death. I want you to have lots of fun. But yeah, there's some people, I mean, I have walked into situations where they get upset where I'm making fun of anime and I'm looking at the negative light. Some of the anime is not good. And then they'll get offended. You're like, look, if you look at it, I'm condemning what they're doing, but I'm doing it in a lighthearted way. Whereas you griping and moaning about the situation, we agree with each other, but the way we're handling it is different. Like, you know, like I'll say something, I think one of my biggest offenses, and uh, I, I don't know if I should bring this up because it, no, I don't because I love her too much. I will say this. Let me just paint an example. All right. Um, the Star Wars crowd is probably one of the biggest crowds that everybody has problems with, right? All right. So let's say you got a model and y'all are doing a Star Wars shoot and you do the the whole thing and you make a joke about let's say something you don't like about the Star Wars movies. Um uh, you don't like um Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Kylo Ren, how Kylo Ren has to carry the movies, right? (laughs) All right. So you make a joke like, well, uh, you know, I heard that Kylo Ren hurt his back. Well, how? Because he was carrying the Star Wars films. That's a joke. Now, everyone should be laughing, but there's that one person who finds that offensive. Because what are you saying that men are the only ones who can carry a film? No, we're just trying to say that he was the best actor in the film. <laughs> that's all we're trying to say. <laughs> now, you you know, you could sit there, you know what, so what, you lose a model. Go find someone else who's got a better sense of humor. And and that's what that's probably the your biggest difficult thing you're dealing with. Um and uh, when I say PC culture, and it's a shame that everybody gets offended by every little thing nowadays. But here's the thing is, I do not leave anyone out. I will target everyone. I am not afraid to go after men. I'm not afraid to go after women. I'm not afraid to go after any race. I don't care. I, I find fun. I think I find fun in reality. I I think my biggest jokes would come today if I wrote would be for retail, working in retail, because uh, it's probably one of the funniest uh, uh, things you can be into is selling stuff because you get so many great customers. And I could write stories and stories upon some of those customers. Uh, There's a guy on TikTok who works at IKEA who's got some great videos. And I kind of like, man, I wish I would have done it because he was so right on this stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So you keep, you were talking about an eBay deal. Um, yeah. What specifically is the eBay deal that's going on with
1: you? All right. So we're making a deal called eBay Has Cosplays it is a uh, future uh, thing for setting up for next year. There's a couple of models that Locally, I'm working with probably, possibly. Uh, we'll just see who does want. And then, of course, I'm going to have my faithful few. guys <laughs> mm-hmm. stick with it. <laughs> my Ed Wood crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll be in it. But basically, we're going to do reviews uh, with eBay. We're going to do um, uh, model shoots with eBay cosplays, uh, resell them on eBay. Uh, so it's it's something I look forward to because I see it being something financially profitable because I think here's one thing too, eBay is in a low point in their lives. A lot of it is because people can't resell anymore on eBay. Um, people cosplay thing is going to get huge again once COVID kind of dies down a little bit. So people are still working on their cosplays though <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't go to a con but <laughs> I'm still showing this thing I almost got my Resident Evil Nemesis costume almost done. So, uh, so I think a lot of people forget that eBay has cosplays and so it is a deal we're working on we've already got flash gifts that we've done and so it'll be fun next year uh and, and plus it'll probably give me a little bit more motivation to stay in it and um go with it so we'll see how it goes from there uh i don't know what talent we're going to have next year you never know it, it just i've never been without some good people it's like uh you know like when you lose somebody it's like sierra sierra came out of nowhere it was like when i lost one to you know i just wanted to kind of motivate that person you know and then they're like no i don't think i can do this anymore but <laughs> i'm so
0: sorry but i got this beautiful girl waiting in the open over
1: here come over here I said, Bye. come on let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's get this done and it's <laughs> like you, you don't it's like it's like casey used to say she used to be a dancer at work but she'd say she'd say uh well if they're if she doesn't want to do it, there's 400 girls behind her that does want to do it. And I was like, Casey, you're a cold, heartless dancer, but you're right. <laughs> only only dancer I could have her boyfriend wait for her entire day until the dances were done. Her boyfriend be sitting there going, "When you guys gonna get done?" Never <laughs> until I say stop. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and get off the social media, and let's get these dances done, okay, Casey? And that's me talking. That's not her. <laughs> I went to a con one time. She told me, and she saw these pictures, and she said, "Why did she invite me?" I said, "You're like five hours away. I would have gotten there." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> But, like, when you get great people like that, you know, you can't complain about life. It's uh, uh, about things going on. But, but yeah. Uh, but I, I look forward to see what's going Again, it's a gamble, just like anything else of it. I just think it's probably a... Um, better investment than uh, you know, like I said, the J-pop thing was um, right. I was so dogmatic, but I didn't have a plan like I got now. Everything's more organized now. I'm a little bit more um, what would you say, savvy in the tech world than I was in those days. That makes a difference.
0: It, it's all I find that having a game plan always works out there in the long run. Oh, definitely um what got you so you have face um what's your movie review channel where you review movies
1: well right now um it's not completely finished um i believe we've got coconut daddy productions movie reviews I, i'm not for sure um it's still like i said in its uh, alpha phase but the idea is um YouTube is based on average viewer duration. So with the Coconut Daddy channel itself, the average viewer duration is one minute and 11 seconds, I believe, or something like that. So you cannot have a review for one minute and 11 seconds. So the only alternative was, of course, to the podcast, which we did so now the idea is to convert those podcasts into a video show and that's the uh, goal we're working on um it'll today would be the day that you would be devoting to that like i have certain days that i devote like this is wednesday so we devote that to podcast thursday we're going to be devoting to the cosplay channel tomorrow and plus i gotta go pick up money too um so, and then Friday, I usually work on sales for Facebook marketing and, of course, our Reverb Coconut Daddy uh, music shop on Friday. So, I try to keep Saturdays open for filming and then Sundays I try to take off and we might do a review for an hour or two on Sunday afternoons. So, um, I keep myself pretty busy. Sounds
0: <laughs> <But laughs> like it. Sounds yeah. like
1: it. Yeah. But, uh, um. I'm hoping that will be up here pretty soon here because one thing too is with eBay deal, uh, you got it. Now here's another situation because we were with Amazon and I know you probably, were you talking with us when we were still with Amazon? Um, I have, I I don't remember. Um, I
0: started talking to you back in October. So yeah, we were
1: still with Amazon and we left Amazon or they left us, but it's kind of a mutual thing because they said we can come back. We just need to get our views up. So we went to eBay and the eBay deal is really good. So that's another issue, too, is all the the videos that are up. We're going to have to link the movies to like the eBay DVD movie. So that's another issue too that we're looking at is should we partner with Netflix? And we don't know. We'll look into it because we were partnered with Amazon Prime last year or this year. So we'll be leaving Amazon Prime. Um, I mean, so that's another issue you got to do is like if you, your movies, people are going to watch your reviews and like, where can I watch this movie on Netflix? And they click on it and then we make money off it. I know it's a shame, but same way with when that was the thing with amazon prime when we were doing reviews we had amazon prime and people just click on the amazon prime link and we made money off of it so uh that's another issue we've got to look into with the reviews is who we're going to partner with as far as streaming uh right now we can do EBA, eba eba ebay dvds and movies that's fine but i think we do need to get with the streaming community so we'll see who that goes with um with that but That's one reason why the page is probably under construction right now. (laughs) Netflix would be a good deal. I I think that, you know, and we'll see. I just hope they're as easy as eBay because I don't see eBay and us parting ways for a long, long time. I think the eBay cosplay thing is going to go really well uh, with them and with us. And one thing gives us limits, too, because now I can blame them If uh, young people are like, well, can't we do this? Well, it's eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take
0: your complaining up with eBay. It's not my
1: fault. (laughs) Yeah, so I like that. I I like that a lot because it it takes a lot of responsibility off of me, you know, uh, trying to explain why you don't want to do certain things. And see, that's the whole thing. That's the what I would call the model photographer thing, like. When a model says they don't do anything, it's like, oh, you should respect her even though her logic makes no sense. But if a photographer said the same thing, they're like, wait a minute, you should do whatever I want to. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm the photographer here. If I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You
1: know, it's like that's what I look at it. But yeah, you look at the... Uh, it, it's the same thing with anything but it's like but I'm the only guy who's who's worth you know don't mind talking about it uh, that's another thing I can't wait when we get our cosplay channel up is we're going to try to do like short little cosplay photography tips and that kind of thing you know on lighting and that sort of thing so that'll be fun uh, and like I said that's the reason I look forward to the eBay partnership I really do the yeah uh,
0: um, I I just wanted to make sure that you know that you're still screen sharing. If, if you yeah, know that's fine. That's fine.
1: I, I mean, I okay. I, 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 I at didn't something. know if you. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just want to yeah, give you an idea of what we, you know, some of our photography that we do. I
0: thought right. the uh, blue car was really cool. I, while you were talking, I was like, "Damn, hey, that's really cool."
1: <laughs>
0: the uh, previous picture of the blue car in the parking lot.
1: Oh, I didn't see. I, I had to Right now, you see, that's Lucas is who you're looking at right now. Um, as you can see there, that's actually a yellow reflector lighting that we're using on them in there. Okay. It kind of gives them that nice, Then their skin tone does really good on that yellow. She, I mean, there are one of the few that yellow reflection looks really good on it. Uh, very few models can uh, get that, uh, you know, that good tint like that. Um, and that's not photoshopped. As you can see, whereas like if you do photoshopping, some of that stuff you can see some of the screening with photoshopping and when it's fake and whatever having that's real sunlight mixed off of a yellow reflector. To that's pretty that, cool. Uh, yeah. to create that kind of image, but you know those are the kind of things you learn as you go as you go on, and that's where you do love doing it. You know, um, you know you can't really complain about, it, but. Uh, there were, that was a large shoot. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was probably I want to say one, two, three, four, five models involved, and um, it's easier to deal with one model, one makeup person, one lighting person, and one photographer than it is five models, one lighting person, <laughs> one photographer, one makeup person. <laughs> Uh, a board model is the this, worst thing in the world.
0: He looks so angry in this picture.
1: sierra <laughs> always looks angry. Um <laughs> uh, but she's cute, so I can't complain. <laughs> I'm like, um right, but anyway, we do so many things. Too much on one person, I tell you. That's where we bring some. And and like I said, it, you with so many when you do get divided, that's the reason why I I try my best to keep family out of it because uh, you don't want to go Thanksgiving dinner and having people mad at you. Uh, with models, right. you just, you don't ever have to see them again, hopefully. <laughs> and, you can, <laughs> and you definitely can unfollow them on Instagram. So you don't have to deal with it. It's like, <laughs> to, but like, if you get your family involved, it's like, you know, I've, I got family who's into makeup. I got family into lighting. I'm like, I'll, I know you guys do great work, but I just don't want you go into Thanksgiving dinner and wanting to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> fair
0: enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, you were talking about at the very beginning of the interview, you, you'd mentioned a little bit about your roots. And I was kind of curious, like, what are your roots as a know. person?
1: you know that's 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 a tough question a lot of people because it um like i started you know i think i remember most of being small town in tennessee and that was uh for um since i was five or six to about 12 and then when i got teenager i had to move which is the worst time to be moved um when you're a teenager because now you got a thing but what happened is I moved from smaller town to a little bit larger town and it uh, it was kind of strange because uh, I just turned 13 years of age um, I probably say that's where I'm divided on the roots because you're I've always felt like I'm a small town person who has a big town mind like um, And I never really fit in because, like I said, uh, and again, like I said, when I say bigger town, it's more of a mid-sized town. Uh, I thought traveling the world would help me, but they always wanted me to put me into a smaller place. And I'm like, no, I want to go out and see bigger places, you know. You know, oh, you can go see Paris on your vacation or Amsterdam on vacation. I said, that's fine, but that's for like one or two weeks. I actually want to work in a big town, you know. Uh, I get to see New York on my vacation, you know. I go to Nashville or St. Louis on the weekends, but it's like I don't know if I would fit in there either. But right, uh, you you've got this small town uh, upbringing with a large with a you know this big city mind, you know. I guess I would say um, my dad was a almost a CPA, but he uh married his wife and that you know my mom, and it he did not get a CPA, so he stayed in construction and they put him into counting boats and screws and when he went to the military, same thing, counting bullets and guns he's just a good counter bean counter right and I think a lot of that plays on to me because I look at financial things uh, and spreadsheets i 'm not good at spreadsheets, but i 'm kind of in the middle. So I, it's really tough because whereas I've got a brother who's emotional, you know, he's uh sublime, I've got a other brother who's melancholy, like he writes and he's and right in the middle is me, like, I can be Mr. Emotional over here, and I can be Mr. Just Want Facts guy, <laughs> And when you, you're blessed with that kind of mentality, you can take sides differently. If you're an emotional person, yeah, you're going to be very, I guess you would say, uh, caring and, uh, you know, about issues. If you're a melancholy person, facts, 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 don't care about your feelings, facts, facts, facts. Then right there, I'm like right in between. <laughs> <laughs> right and the worst thing about it is the emotional people have more creativity obviously your facts people have uh, they're more factual and want business and that kind of thing um so that hurts me a lot because i don't have like natural talent all my talent has to be worked for and um and I used to believe that some people, if you work hard, you're going to no, know that's bull crap. <laughs> there are people that are born with talent. They, they got right. good this and good that. And there's, and that's one thing that was the hardest thing for me to upset that everything I do, I'm just going to have to work harder at it. And that's just, that was one thing once I accepted that and was willing to, accept that I think my life just got better that you know like if someone does one YouTube video and they get a thousand views guess what you're going to have to do two YouTube videos get 500 views so I accept that and there's nothing wrong with it and that's one thing you you got to learn your limits sometimes I think that's the easiest thing about to do (laughs) I just
0: saw that picture (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> the bee cycle video
1: that's another show that we had and that was the explore um that was the explore uh, all your B stars like uh, your B movie stars and uh as you can see like i said now we do the overlay of mobile phones because you have instagram so you add it to your story so a uh, lot of photoshopping. I do a lot of photoshopping, but and that to get people's attention, go to that video now. YouTube. Video. Mm. And um, but B is like one of my favorites if I do it. If I write a script for it, it's probably better. The ones that where i read other people's scripts, I'm not too favored of <laughs> because it's not mine. <laughs> it's not my right. own. I can't complain. Tiny Catan was somebody else's. Uh, script. So, um, but that was, uh, she did a few uh, B movies. Uh, so, I guess we decided to add her. And a lot of times, too, is when we decide to pick a B star, we'll go on Google search and we'll look who search, we we'll go Google search. We got a Google search and we'll look for who's the top B stars. And uh, and that's how we get a B cyclopedia thing. Now, when I write the script, I'm proud of them. There's some of them that I'm very proud of. When someone else writes a script, I'm not too proud of it because I didn't <laughs> I have no involvement in it. And, but,
0: uh, fair mm, enough. The,
1: and that will um, those those episodes will probably end up on the, the new movie review channel. I hope so. Yeah. Did,
0: Did you what was the time length you were thinking about for the interview?
1: Oh my gosh, it's already one o'clock. Sometime that I'm gonna have to eat, and then <laughs> <laughs> i I was asking
0: because I have to eat and go to the bathroom, and I've been holding it for like the last ten minutes. And, and, I and,
1: and it's probably to uh, need to get off because I do need to do some. Uh, I gotta do some voiceovers right. about four voiceovers, and then like I said, because tomorrow is Money Day, and I. I I hope I can do some voiceover before I pick up my check, but um, with that, but then you mind? But no, it's been a great interview. I uh, I didn't notice so it was already one o'clock, which is go you know, pick up a <laughs> and eat something before. Let's read. I I if I don't eat, I get do get weak. So, uh, right. So nice we do do something.
0: well. Um, if you want in the future, we could do a part two interview if you want.
1: What what am I planning doing, and, you know, I've talked to the gang. They're really busy right now, and I think it's because of the holidays. Um, I want to try to get the reviews back going and get you involved, and that way we can have more people and do that. Um, You know, uh, I don't like to push them, but I think also, too, because my family situation, I did have to come forward with them and tell them what was, you know, what was personally going on. And I think that they're free to kind of talk to me. So I may have to talk to them and say, hey, look, you know, I wanted to get some reviews back going because uh, I'm kind of excited about next year. So, um, you know, with that kind of thing, there's like this. I've got two models I got to talk to about shoots and uh, that kind of thing. And I I sit there thinking, what do I usually pay my first timers? (laughs) I'm going to figure it out. I have to go back online and find out how much i pay my first time uh models cuz i had cuz my sierra and lucas has been with me so long <laughs> i just know how much i i pay them now but uh i can't pay uh, uh someone who just started out the same pay so i have to go back and look all that information so uh about that going on before i go ahead and pursue that but uh and that's where right. the ebay partnership has opened up a lot more um, with that in mind so
0: um, um you had mentioned something about us getting together
1: yeah what you're talking about like on sundays we usually around 11 ish uh, we get together a review what we usually do is and sometimes and if you're on board with this we we pick out a movie on thursday night and we usually say this is the movie we're going to watch, and then Sunday we talk about it around eleven ish on Sunday morning. We may go later uh, in the future, but for right now, we've been getting in around Sunday around eleven ish and talking about the movie. And uh, were and you talk talking? About, about, you know, oh, sorry. Sure, go ahead. No. Were you talking
0: about getting together in person, or are you talking about getting together on video?
1: No, on video. Okay. Okay. Well, this started, I mean, when we started really hitting us hard was during the pandemic. All of us were working at home. And, um, I mean, I think one of them has gone back to work. Uh, The other is working at home. I'm working at home. Um, And so it's a little bit easier to Zoom. But we do have a podcaster who wants to go to St. Louis and we got to go out there um, and do that. Uh, I may talk to him and see if you want to go out there to uh, Kenan's podcast. I'll see his information out there. But he's need—he's needing more guests. But you have to actually go out there. And since you're out there in Missouri anyways, St. Louis wouldn't be too much of a drive for you, wouldn't it? The,
0: but, um, well, I, I actually actually—I—I I don't drive. And so if you wanted me to come to St. Louis, we'd have to figure out something
1: else yeah but, well I, I mean the I, best idea you know what i do a lot of times i'll bust out to say Louis know, because greyhound's not that much and then i take lifts <laughs> fair enough yeah i mean oh, I, I, I and that's do my that. bad thing you know what's keeping me from going to the bigger cities right now is my lift app is not working <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. it's driving nuts and i know what that means you need to buy a new phone sean i'm like i don't feel like a new phone, but i know i need to. Cause if if I don't, I don't have my Lyft app. Cause there is no way I'm going down right. to New York City and driving a car. You can you can kiss my butt. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's right. gonna be Lyft or Uber, and that's it. And you your picture better match my Lyft app. If you don't, I, I ain't getting a car with you. <laughs> 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 it's like going oh yeah, <laughs> it's like- dude. You don't look like Roger. No, I am Roger. This is my Nissan. That is not a Nissan. That's a Ford pickup. You I, I got, got plenty got, room in back. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are not a Nissan and you are not Roger. Roger looks like this. You know.
0: I got a funny story for you. Okay. So, uh, back in Cabot, where I'm from, I'd use Uber and Lyft all the time. Okay. And um, I used the Uber or Lyft or whatever to come get me at church. I had no idea someone else at the exact same church at the exact same time had also ordered an Uber or Lyft. And Mm -hmm. I didn't look at my phone. I just saw that there was an Uber or Lyft there. And so I went ahead and walked right in and took it. I had no idea
1: that I took someone else's (laughs) Lyft. I, I love I love our lifts around here because they have like DoorDash things in the car with them, and they also got Lyft and Uber. I I was talking guy in St. Louis, he was doing both, and he just right. dropped Uber because, um, because he said he's make more money with Lyft. But yeah, I yeah that's that's the issue I run into is like I don't drive in big cities. You you forget that. It's like, um, because it's just especially as fast as you get a lift, it's unbelievable. And I right. mean, um, and St. Louis has got some fantastic models too out there, and uh, it's always big competition out there. Um, and you get out there, and it's like, and you can go anywhere, well, just take me here, take me there, take me there, and it's like unbelievable. Um, but like I said. There's nothing to get there. i got to try to figure out where his studio's at and try to work stuff out. (laughs) That'd probably be smart to figure that out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, um, there's a con in Earth City out there and there's a toy con. And I've been meaning to go out there, uh, which is not too far from St. Louis there, uh, from Earth City. Um, But Earth City's like, in between st louis and st charles and you get out know, there that's where yucupon was from with st charles and that's uh you used to drive out there to see her to do you know before you know we're back in those days well i don't want to hold you up too much i'll get the bathroom to <laughs> we'll just we'll just call it quits for today i i like so i got yeah. some voiceovers to do and then uh like i said i'll try to sleep tonight and get some stuff uploaded since I got your Gmail account, which is a little bit easier. Uh, at least yeah. what I can do, like I said, I've got these separated so you can do work with some raw and you got plenty of raw to work with at least. Um, right. So and I love having, not having zoom interrupting us too. So
0: yeah, that, that that's a great, that's a bonus for sure. <laughs> um, Whenever we do get together to do a review, what are you wanting to do more burt reynolds films or what exactly you want to
1: do well yeah, a lot of it goes on who's doing the review we let a lot of tech has like said if we're getting back to group we let people decide so uh so like a democracy vote yeah, yeah a lot of it and sometimes i like to try to rotate it where we've got maybe uh one person from another person when then i just do the uh uh, djing or whatever you want
0: to have it all right well i really enjoyed having you on and i enjoyed our conversations and um where can people find you at online
1: gotta just hashtag open up daddy and when they're there google it
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well i uh really enjoyed your time and really enjoyed us working together. I look forward to us working together some more.
1: Sounds good. And I think I got plenty of chili left over and I'm going <laughs> to make something interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to have some pizza.
1: There you go. pizza. Buddy. Ever since
0: I've moved out on my own, I've just been having pizza all the time. <laughs> pizza <laughs> or food at the Rock and Pig where I work as either Barbecue or pizza? (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's my only two options. What I eat more than (laughs)
1: anything. All right. You take care. We'll see you later. All
0: right. See you Mm. later, buddy. Bye. Bye.